First, we were in your community. Now, we're in your ears. It's nice and toasty in here, so we're grateful for the opportunity to take a break from a gloomy weather. This is Pager, a podcast brought to you by the West Bend Community Memorial Library. It's like chatting with your favorite librarian, but you can pause, rewind, and replay as much as you like, and you don't have to come into the library to do it. I'm your host, Hannah, the Teen Services Librarian at the West Bend Library, and I have a ton of cool stuff to share with you today. September is National Library Card Sign-Up Month, and the West Bend Library is celebrating. It's never been easier to get a library card. Literally, I've checked. Stop by the library to fill out an application in person, or visit getyourlibrarycard.org to complete the application online. Then visit the library with a photo ID and proof of address to get your shiny, new, totally free library card. There's plenty you can do at the library without a card, like make copies, use the Wi-Fi, send a fax, read a magazine, use a study room, buy a coffee... But having a library card gets you access to so much more. Through the Monarch Library System, you'll have access to thousands of books, movies, audiobooks, music CDs, educational documentaries, streaming video, ebooks, computer and video games, entertainment and educational kits for kids, and even cool things like passes to the zoo, cake pans, chess sets, and beyond. On top of that, your card grants you access to everything on our online resources page, like A to Z databases, Morningstar investment information, consumer reports, genealogy research, free classes from Gale Courses, language learning courses and support from Pronunciator. We've got uh, Learning Express, which helps you with exam and certification prep. We've got auto repair databases you can access from home. You can get book recommendations, all kinds of things with your library card on our website. Plus, at our library, you're guaranteed at least one hour on our public internet computers per day. You can also use our digital creation lab for work or leisure and request up to five items from libraries outside our system every single week. As a wise aardvark once said, having fun isn't hard when you've got a library card. So I'll say it again. Visit GetYourLibraryCard.org to take advantage of all the useful things I've listed and explore what else we have in store for you. Whether you've had a library card for years or you were filling out the application online while I droned on about all the things it lets you do, you're invited to participate in our Library Card Sign-Up Month scavenger hunt. Stop by the library to pick up a contest card, answer the questions, and then turn in your completed sheet at the information desk in the children's area on the first floor to be eligible to win prizes. We'll have one adult and one youth winner, and all ages can enter. This only runs through the end of September, so get your entries in before you forget. Each year, the last week in September is Banned Books Week. Banned Books Week is an annual awareness campaign promoted by the American Library Association and Amnesty International, and it celebrates the freedom to read, draws attention to banned and challenged books, and highlights persecuted individuals. One of the ways we're observing Banned Books Week this year is with a teen contest. Design a bookmark inspired by your favorite banned book, or write a 500-word or shorter text post about why your favorite banned book should not be banned. The contest is open to ages 11 through 18, and entries will be displayed online and on the bulletin board in the Young Adult Fiction section on the library's first floor. One winning bookmark and one winning text post will be selected. Both winners will get prizes, and the winning bookmark will be available for library patrons to take home with them. Enter as many times as you like by emailing entries to me, Hannah, at hkane at westbendlibrary.org, or drop them off at the information desk on the first floor. Include your name, age, and email or phone number with your entry. And for a list of banned books and other possible inspiration, visit bannedbooksweek.org about and make sure to submit your entries by October 3rd to be entered to win. Stay tuned for other ways we're celebrating intellectual freedom as Banned Books Week gets closer. To talk about everything from Library Card Sign-Up Month to Banned Books Week, we are finally joined by another awesome guest. It's been just me, or just me and my sister, for a while now, and I'm very excited to welcome a breath of fresh air to the podcast. 
For September, we are joined by Amber from the Circulation Department on the first floor. You maybe have checked out books or movies or other materials from her <laughs> in the past. How's it going, Amber? It's going pretty good. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, as you said, I work downstairs in circulation. I am a wife and a mom to the coolest five-year-old on the planet. Awesome. And obviously an avid reader. I read a lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> like, funny how that works out. Like, right. not all librarians or library staff are big, heavy readers. They're not. Not all of us are, yeah. But it's like, when you find the ones that are, you're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Makes the so, job fun. <laughs> so, I don't know. How long have you worked at the library? I have been here since, I think, June. So only a couple of months, but I am loving it. <laughs> and it's it's been a little different than, than it usually is that's, at the library. <laughs> that's what I hear. I mean, obviously, being a patron, I see the differences, but mm. I don't know what it was normally like behind the desk before all <laughs> right. this. So. so hopefully someday you get to find out. Yes. <laughs> Crossing my fingers. Is there anything that surprised you? that you learned when you became a, a library employee? Um, I guess, to be honest, you know, I've always been about books, right? I did not realize how vast our collection of DVDs and CDs was because I never had to use it. I never felt like I needed to use well, totally. it. I was always here for books, you know? Yeah. So seeing all the different stuff that you can borrow, even new releases, has been really cool to see that. I, that was something that I think I just never realized. It's, it's pretty awesome, and I think a lot, not to toot my own horn, this is a general <laughs> statement about everyone, but I think our librarians do a really good job of getting things in a really timely fashion. Yeah. Like, I have so many people who come in, and they ask to put a book on hold, and they're like, you probably don't have this yet. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> well, and you guys order that stuff months in advance. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so. It's, it's kind of fun to be like, ha I actually do have the new yeah. season of The Flash. <laughs> Because hey I watch it, and I know when it's coming out. Barry <laughs> Allen is the best. Oh, he's so great. So it is September, so it's Library Card Sign-Up Month. Yeah. And I guess I'm kind of curious. It's been a long time since I got my library card. It's been six years or so. How easy is it to get a library card? Oh, it is so easy. All you need is a driver's license, or if you are a juvenile, you just need your parent who has a driver's license. <laughs> You come on in, we fill out a brief page of information, and I want to say it's less than five minutes. You have a card in your hand that's usable, and you can take books home that same day. Which is awesome, and it's free, and it gets you access to more than just those books, too. Because yes. there's, you mentioned the movies and the music, and there's online resources and all sorts of cool stuff. Yeah, audiobooks. I mean, really, the library is your greatest resource. I love it so much. It's free. <laughs> it's free. <laughs> And especially right now where people are like, you know, gee, my kid has all this online learning stuff to do. Where can I go? It's mm -hmm. like the library. Yes, definitely. Free Wi-Fi 24-7, <laughs> even when we're closed. So yep. I'm, that's good. I like that it's just such a quick it is. process. And if you don't Super have quick. a driver's license, you can bring like another form of ID. Yep. Or... Yep. Preferred is driver's license. But yeah, if you have, you know... Um, Military ID or state ID, something like that, yeah. Our, our circulation department, I think, is pretty flexible and willing to work with people on making it happen. We want yes. you to have that library card, and we want you to have that resource, which yes. is fantastic. Yep. So. Oh, also, while you're getting your library card, 
by one of our awesome new totes with our names on it, right? Yeah, they they have these tote bags, like these canvas tote bags that are just seven dollars. Seven bucks, incredible. They will fit all of your books and movies and music. Yep, they are really nice quality and nice little pocket on the front. And you're repping the library. Yes. <laughs> At the farmer's market or yes. wherever else you take your tote bag. Pumpkin I, farm coming up. Put your oh, pumpkin in there. I don't know. Dude, that's actually a really great idea. I love that pumpkin farm season is like, it's upon us. It's coming. It's, it's hard to re- keep in mind we're recording this on a very, very gloomy morning. So yeah. <laughs> it's like pumpkin season is, is nigh. I've had two pumpkin spice beverages yeah. so far. Yes. This, I've had one at least. They just, they're such a great way to warm up. Yes. <laughs> so you read a lot. Do you have any particular books that you would recommend to our podcast listeners? Heck yeah. So obviously we're going into the fall season. Halloween's coming up. And I just finished up a really great YA series called The Ark of the Scythe series by Neil Shusterman. I mean, what better way to celebrate the fall season than to read books about Grim Reapers? Right? right? Like literal <laughs> Grim Reapers. So this book had been on my list for a really long time because the cover is amazing. It's The cover art is beautiful <laughs> for all three books. There's three books in the series. All three of them are just gorgeous books. And I and like just the, the cover of the first book, Scythe, yeah. really caught my attention. And I'm like, oh, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. And then you were like, oh, this book is really good. So I read it over the weekend and was like, wow, that book was really good. It's so good. You can't always judge a book by its cover, but when you can. Yes. Yeah. You really can. What I love about the artwork on that on the books, the first book, yes, is stunning. And um, it's just, it's simple. Mm-hmm. It's actually really simple, but it's so beautiful. The colors um, and the lines, it's just a beautiful book. Yeah, it's really well done. I yeah. don't know who did that cover art, but good job. Yes, yes. So Scythe is, um, like I said, written by Neil Shusterman. It's one, the first book in a three-book series, a trilogy. And essentially, in true Neil Schusterman style, it's set in the future. It's kind of got this dystopian feel to it. And what's kind of eerie and creepy about it is what's changed on the Earth. So uh, what we know today as the cloud Mm -hmm. has transformed into this super powerful AI called the Thunderhead. The Mega Cloud, the The, Thunderhead. Yes, the Mega Cloud. And what the Thunderhead does is it takes care of everybody. It controls the weather. It controls, I mean, everything. Turns the lights on, turns the lights off. Everything without the humans having to do anything. It takes care of them. And it likes taking care of them. Oh, yeah. It's not, like, you read a lot of, or maybe not you, but one (laughs) reads a lot of, like, evil AI yes. or like there's a lot of evil AI movies where right. the, it's bad but like the Thunderhead is just like I really care about you guys and want you to do well it totally so there's no politics it totally <laughs> does and and you're kind of waiting for it to have its moment and it does eventually have its moment I'll say okay. that okay um but you still you like get attached to the Thunderhead as a character yeah, even in the first book, I was like, wow, this yeah. is really... I'm waiting on... Um, long-time listeners know that I'm a big audiobook enthusiast, so I'm waiting on book two to come in yeah. on CD for me. It's so good. Book two was my favorite out of the three. Um, all three of them are vastly different books, tell completely different stories, but they work together nicely. Awesome. 
Um, and so the uh, besides the Thunderhead, the other change going on in the world is that you cannot die. What? Right? You're basically, you're functionally immortal. You're like, functionally immortal. There's a point in the first book where a character gets pushed in front of a truck. Yeah. And just, like, spends a day in the hospital. Right. So everybody has these nanites in them. All Even the animals have nanites in them that are healing nanites. And so if you get pushed in front of a truck, <laughs> you are declared deadish. And yeah, and so the Thunderhead and um, these recovery clinics bring you back to life, like sort of, literally, right? <laughs> like you didn't really die, but they no. repair all the damage, and your nanites fix you, and you're fine. Yes. Um, and then the other thing that the nanites do, what do they do? They, you can't age. You can. Yeah, you can reset. You can age to a certain point, and then be like, J.K., I want to be 22 again. Yes. Yes, so you have these, like, generations of families, but it's the same generation. It's the parents getting old, making themselves young again, and then having another set of children. So this causes a problem, right? When you can't die, Mm -hmm. how do we fix the crowd control of the world? Yeah, how do we keep an eye on the population? Because the Thunderhead has probably run all the calculations and knows, okay, this is what our food supply is like. This is, you know, these are our resources. We can only have X billion humans on the planet. Right. And that's a very good concept to keep in mind as you're continuing to read the series. I'll just say that. Okay. Okay. Good to know. (laughs) But um, the solution to this is a governing body of sorts called the Scythedom. And basically, it's a group of a couple thousand Grim Reapers (laughs) who have the power to... Kill you permanently. All the way dead. All the way. Um, and so the main protagonists in Scythe are Citra Terranova and Rowan Damish. And they are two teenagers who are picked to become uh, apprentice to Scythes and become Scythes themselves. Yeah. Um, and the journey is pretty crazy. They have to you know, prove themselves and learn a bunch of things. Because um, it's, it's a very terrible, a great and terrible power to yeah. be able to, like, it's an important role, but also it takes a, takes a toll on you, yourself. Yes. yes. So they're, they're apprenticed to an existing scythe who's like, okay, I'm going to r- raise you and train you to be these compassionate, thoughtful reapers. Yeah, yeah. And it's wild. It's crazy. I can't imagine being, I mean, I think these these kids are like 17 mm-hmm. or 16 yeah, when 16, they're chosen. 17. I can't imagine um, being told, hey, your job, by the way, at such a young age is going to be to kill people. Right. <laughs> In this society that's not familiar with death at all. Like, right. We kind of, I don't want to say we get used to it, but you experience it. You have time to sit with it and... You go through, you mourn people in your life, but they don't really in yeah. this in this uh, in this series. Which so it's it's kind of nuts that they're like, okay, yeah. yeah, this is you now. And and each scythe is different. And I think, man, I just have to touch on this. Neil Schusterman creates this world that is unlike anything I've ever read yeah. or watched in a movie 
or seen on TV. Mm-hmm. The fact that he created this idea is just crazy to me. Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> How do you come up with this? Yeah. And he does such a great job of introducing you to this world and kind of giving you the, the intricacies and making you feel really, really connected to these characters mm-hmm. whose experience of being a human being is so different from ours. Yeah, but also similar. But yeah, there's a lot. It really makes, despite the differences, I think he does a great job of making it feel yeah real and human. And you can still relate, even though it's so wildly different from so our life. So different. Yeah. Um, so yeah, our, our two protagonists, uh, I was just rooting, I was rooting for both of them. They're very different. They are. But they complement each other in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, like, at one point early on in the book, it's like, okay, you guys are both apprentices and scythes can't have romantic relationships. And I was like, yes, I know where this is going. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all right. I'm rooting for it now. It just, I was like, these are my children. I've adopted them into my heart and I just want the best for them, like, right away. And they're yeah. so good for each other. Yeah. But they're, they're, they each have very different arcs within the book yes. which I think is really cool that they go on these very different journeys yes. and get to be these unique Characters. individual people and, and I'm just I'm not going to spoil the ending but I'm so proud of them yes I'm so proud of both the of second book definitely I think the second book was my favorite and without giving anything away I will say that it goes into detail about how different they are and how they go about their job differently cool yeah yeah, you, they really go into detail about it, and that almost makes you like them even more than in the first book. Yes. <laughs> um, and then that second book also introduces a character that is really relevant in the third book, but you don't necessarily pick up on it until the very end. Nice. And uh, in the third book, it really does wrap it up nicely. I know some people were a little disappointed. They wanted more out of those protagonist characters, Citra and, and Rowan. They are in the third book, but they are not, like, the main purpose of the third book. I don't think anything really is. The third book just kind of wraps it all up. Nice. So. Puts a nice, nice little bow on it. Yeah. I like, you know, not too many loose ends. I want to know. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, there, the I will tell you, there are not a whole lot of loose ends when cool. you end it. Yeah. Nice. So this is a little bit uh, literally my job and what I get paid to do. But do you have, so like if, are there any books that if someone were like, yeah, I really liked Hunger Games, then you would say you should read yeah. Rock of the Scythe. Uh, I would say probably the closest that's going to be something that people would know would be the Divergent series. Yeah. Um, it's got that like weird sci-fi dystopian feel to it. Hunger Games, yes, but I feel like Divergent is a little more gritty, mm-hmm. and uh, this series is definitely more gritty. Yeah, I, I have a bunch of recommendations, actually, for people who come in and say, oh, my kid really loved Hunger Games. What do I read next? Or for one very, very awesome teenager who came in once and was like, do you have something that's like Hunger Games, but more violent? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yes, I do have recommendations for you. Yes. Um, so I, I hooked her up with... Uh, Oh, Red Rising by Pierce Brown. Okay, yeah. So I was like, that's more violent. That is more violent, yeah. <laughs> and, and similar. And I think Scythe is violent in its own way, but most of the violence is tastefully done, if that yes. makes sense. Yep. It's not, like, you get the general idea of what's happening, but it's not gory details. 
Right? And it's also not like, this is fine that this is happening. It's, right. No, you <laughs> still are uncomfortable reading reading right. what's happening. It's but, not like normalizing the violence right. or glorifying it. Right. Just, but you're not like, okay, now I'm going to have nightmares. <laughs> right. Oh, man. So I, I definitely had that thought, too, of like, okay, I, I know who to recommend this book to if they come yeah. asking. It also kind of reminded me a little bit of Legend by Marie Lu. I don't think I've read that. Oh, oh, it's great. We have two super geniuses, super genius teenagers from kind of opposite sides of the tracks, but it's again in the future. Her brother works for this military organization and he his family is very poor and there's a plague going on and he's trying to like steal resources to support his family and one of them gets the plague and he has to like steal medicine. And in the process of him robbing a hospital, he kills her brother, and so she's out for revenge to, like, track him down and find him, and they definitely can't ever fall in love. <laughs> this like, is why <laughs> A-World. What are you right? talking I about? Oh, I love it so much. It's one of my favorite things in my head. You're like, yeah, that's forbidden. You're, you're teenagers. You're going to do it anyway. <laughs> this is going to happen. I love it so much. But, yeah. um, you know, I, that sounds like a great read. I think that... And I, it's also a trilogy. Yeah. Like, oh, is I'm it? a big okay. fan of the, like... That's three or four books. Yes. You get these characters that you love. So I'm thank you so much for your, your recommendation. Yeah. I'm yeah. I, I think that beyond it being a YA book, it's definitely recommended for adults. Mm-hmm. It's an e- it's not an easy read, but you know, it's easily recommended for adults, not just young adults. And I would say probably fifteen or sixteen and up for that book. Yeah, because a of bit the older teen, because it is, yeah, a little gory. Or if you have a younger teen, like I was as a younger teen. <laughs> it was totally fine with that level. Yeah. of just like, okay. And your and your head's off. All yeah. right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you wanna say or any other books you would recommend for fans of Scythe? Or... Oh man. I don't know, but uh, let's hope that this trilogy becomes a TV series or a movie because I'd be really interested to see how that world is created. I would be super intrigued to see it on the screen. And uh, we we talked about this a little bit before we were recording, but uh, my bachelor's degree is in film. So I love, love, love seeing adaptations. And sometimes they work better than others. (laughs) But I think I really hope the right people get the rights to this because it would be super cool to see really well done. Yeah, like a limited series on HBO or something like that. Reese Witherspoon, if you happen to be listening to the (laughs) West Bend Library podcast. (laughs) It's cool. I'll I'll tag her on Twitter. Be like, hey, Reese. (laughs) Make it happen. Reese, we have your uh, YA book club picks. We love you. <laughs> Seriously, she's so amazing. I, I do like the books that she that she's been picking lately. She has great taste. She, she has does. great taste. She's got a good team. Well, thanks so much for stopping by recording. Yes, thanks for having me. Take it easy. Thanks. Come see me down in circulation. Get a library card. Do it. It's free. Yay. I do have some news for our audiobook listeners. Overdrive, who provides ebooks, e-audiobooks, and even some streaming video to West Bend Library patrons, has purchased RB Digital. I've been an RB Digital user for a long time, and they provide access to lots of e-audio titles, as well as digital magazines and a language learning program called Transparent Language Online. Eventually, all RB Digital content will be available in Overdrive, which you may already access through the Libby app, and the audiobook content transfer begins this week. For now, magazines and transparent language will still be available through the RB Digital website and app, 
But keep an eye out for even more audiobook titles in Overdrive and or Libby, if you use Libby, this week. We've reached the point in the podcast where I talk about upcoming events, so get those calendars ready because I'm going to info dump in three, two, one. We're looking forward to an exciting new series called Time for You Tuesdays. The West Bend Library is partnering with Advocate Aurora for a virtual wellness program each Tuesday evening. Our first session will take place tonight, that's Tuesday, September 15th, at 7 o'clock p.m. via Zoom, and we'll discuss techniques for quick journaling. Next Tuesday, the 22nd, at 7 o'clock p.m., we'll have an in-depth discussion about music and breathing for relaxation. Then on Tuesday, the 29th, join us for a chat about mindfulness and the benefits of the outdoors. Visit our Facebook page or contact Sarah here at the library to get the Zoom link for each event. And don't forget to join us next week for a presentation about the lovely lighthouses of Wisconsin. Ken and Barb Wardius are local lighthouse experts, and their beautiful presentation highlights lighthouses all over the state, including the Wisconsin Point Light in Superior, the Canna Island Lighthouse in Door County, Old Port Washington, and more. This program will be presented on Facebook Live on September 22nd, 2020 at 7 o'clock p.m., We will also have a limited number of individuals who are allowed to attend in person. Registration is required as our face coverings for physical attendance. Visit the reference desk on the second floor or call the library at 262-335-5152, that's the direct line to the reference desk, to reserve your spot. Crafting Saturdays have returned in the form of make-and-take craft kits. Kits will be available one Saturday a month at 10 a.m. Kits are no cost, though donations are of course greatly appreciated to help cover the cost of supplies. They're available on a first-come, first-served basis, and they're geared for teens and adults. So we'll have a different craft kit each month, and kits to make no-sew fleece scarves will be available starting Saturday, September 19th. Teen Tuesdays are also back, so you can join your friendly neighborhood teen librarian, that's me, on YouTube every single week for teen-specific recommendations. We'll have activities, books, movies, manga, anime, music, crafts, snacks, and who knows what else. New episodes are posted each Tuesday. Every Monday morning, you can stop by the library to pick up this week's Take Home Storytime Kit. Each week, Miss Terica has a new educational kit, so you can have fun storytime at home, including crafts, activities, and more. Kits are available near the information desk, in the children's area, on the first floor, while supplies last. So this is the end, beautiful friends. Please rate or review or follow or subscribe to Pager. It's probably the cheapest, easiest way to make a librarian smile. Outside of the podcast, there are tons of ways to stay on top of what's going on with the library and tons of things you can do for free online with your library card. Our website is westbendlibrary.org, and if you go there, you can search the library's catalog, check out the cool stuff we have to offer, and even subscribe to our monthly newsletter. We're on Instagram as West Bend Library and on Facebook as West Bend Community Memorial Library, so follow us there too. Our YouTube channel has a whole pager playlist as well as archives of story times, Teen Tuesdays, adult book recommendations, tips and tricks for using the library's online resources, and more. And if you just can't get enough of my dulcet tones, tune into 101.3 FM or AM 1470 to pull in WIBD here in southeast Wisconsin, or ask your smart speaker to play WIBD on Wednesday mornings at 7.45 AM, and I'll give you the weekly rundown of what's going on at the library. Thanks again for tuning into Pager, and we can't wait to share October's episode with you.